we're in the mix. Right? right? We're yeah. recording? Yeah, we're on. We're on. Don't pull a mic on me. Cool. You be you're recording. The sorry sorry for you might hear some, you know, you might hear a little bit of background. A little background. Uh, this is the first scene wisdom. You, you heard I got an F last week is because we didn't set up video like we should have. So this week Correct. we came back strong. We have audio, we have video, and we're right now on Facebook Live. What? The, yeah, Facebook DC's Live? Got, we got the whole phone ranked up just in phone. case you can't get enough. Um, all right, so I got a bunch of notes. This one, there's one question that we've gotten from listeners more than any other question, and they want to know. Do you have any guesses? Absolutely not. <laughs> As you'll note, now that you can see us. On video and Facebook Live, Dave has a laptop yeah, full of questions, yeah. and I, my desk is empty. empty. There's nothing here. Good. That's the that's what the people come for. They don't want <laughs> to see you prepared. All right. That's not the point. Well, tell the me. number one question that people ask is so like I think the most popular topics were when we talk about work and how we do things at mm-hmm. Drift, right? Just tactically. The number one question that we get is how do we handle internal communication? Really? Yeah. Wow, I would have never. At guessed. least five people have written in to specifically ask Let's about that. Let's talk about that. All right, so I have a whole outline of things I want to go through. We'll talk about how we do it here, but I want to ask you this question: Why do you think so many people ask that? Like, does that say something about internal communication that so many people want to hear that topic? I don't know. When you said that, I was thinking: Is it because I'm always railing against process and consensus? <laughs> Maybe that might be it. Yeah, you're is like it that. You're like no meetings, no dates, no roadmaps. How the hell do they get? They're just like, done? how the hell does this work? Yeah. What is this guy talking about? I don't know. Don't you? I just feel like it's because so many people have they, you know, we do we talk about this in the interview process too. Is like. You know, I said to somebody recently, I was like, all the questions they were pushing back on us during the interview process, I said, somebody has obviously scarred you before. <laughs> you know, yes. it was all just like, how do you manage this? And it's all internal politics type stuff. Yeah. Don't have that. Um, That's how. All right. So let's do, let's do this. Like, uh, if somebody were to ask you, so before we go on the tactics, if somebody asked you, how do we handle internal communication at Drift? Like, what would you, what would you talk about our guardrails are kind of like, what's our process? Or what's the process you want us to have as a company? Sure. So I'd say the the guardrails are push as much communication to be one-on-one as possible. So ideally, face-to-face if you can, right? That's the best. Uh, You can't always do that. And so, you know, yes, you can do that without having meetings. And we do that by sitting closely to each other in terms of, like, functional areas. Mm -hmm. So, like... Have as much of that as possible. And like other, I mean, we can get into tactics of like when do we use email and when do we use chat and when do we use, you know, whatever tool there is out there. But we try to have as much communication happen on one-on-one. And the reason for that is there, we, we want to reduce the chance of misinterpretation. And when you use chat, you know, you use something like Slack or you use um, email or you use something else, it's hard to figure out someone's tone. It's hard to figure out like what they actually mean. And so like, we have the advantage of actually being in an office together, so let's move as much of that to be uh, in person. And this is yeah, something you've mentioned a bunch, a couple times on this podcast, and, and to me personally, just like a lot of the problems that you've seen at companies in the past have simply come because, like, you know, somebody needed to go talk to Amy. What's up, Amy? And and they didn't actually roll their chair over to go talk to Amy, right? They said, Correct. "Oh, I wrote a wiki post, and I, you know, or like I just wrote this thing, and I mentioned mm-hmm. Amy in it." Mm-hmm. And it's like it always seems to come down to like, did you actually go over there and and cut through all the BS and have this conversation? Yeah, I think you know people are scared to have one on one conversations. I'm not sure why, but they're scared and they think uh, either they use the excuse of like that it doesn't scale, so it's not a scalable process, and um, or they just you know err towards writing something, sending an email, never following up. So there's no follow up. Like right? we would just like 
send these things out there and hope that someone else is on the other end picking them up. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so given that, and before we get into the tactics, how would you give us give us a grade, honestly? Internally? Internal communication? communication? C. C? Yeah. Have you seen other, have you worked, have you ran a company before this or done other things where it's been higher than a C? Or yeah, is it I think always? Uh, no, I think we're, we're average down to C because there's always room for improvement. And so we're constantly, it's peaks and valleys. And so like we'll hit A's at some point and then we go back to C's and we need to get to the next phase. So I'd say we were C. Uh, I've seen, have I seen communication better? In certain times and places, but not overall. It's people overall, are always, it's always people. A C. Yeah, it's always a C. And so we're always fighting inertia. And even if we get back up to, if we get to an A and then something happens and then we, we kind of go back to old patterns and we need to fight our way back. All right. So let's go, let's go through each one. And, and I just made a list of the different, a bunch of different things that we do. So uh, as far as like meetings, mm-hmm. we have a culture of we don't want to have meetings. Yep. No meetings. But there are meetings. There, but there are meetings. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, don't don't like go the complete. Don't take this complete opposite way and say we don't have meetings. Mm-hmm. We actually bookend. So, so one of the things that we do is we bookend the week with meetings. So yep. we're, they're, we're very, meetings. they're very short. So Monday, eleven a.m., the whole team gets gathers around and we do a ten minute metrics meeting. Yep. Um, where everybody goes through, you know, where where Will takes us through like the key metrics of our business. We ask questions and also. You know, people, each team shares what their big focus is for mm-hmm. the week. I think that's been a great meeting for us just to get everybody on the same page. Yep. And Will is a guy on our team who runs ops for us and yeah. owns all the metrics and uh, and makes this place stick together. Yeah. yeah. And so having him run that meeting is great because he can go to each team Monday morning and say, hey, you know, he'll come to marketing and he'll say, hey, what, what's your team's like three things for the week? Uh, this product team, what's your three things for the week? And he mm-hmm. arranges that. But also, I think goes back to what we were saying earlier. It also brings everybody together and puts everything on the on the agenda for the week, right? Mm-hmm. It's not meant to be like a line by line tactical list of stuff. But it's like here's what we're working on this week, and then this is the chance where if that doesn't align with some other team or yep. this isn't right, you have to speak up mm-hmm. versus letting that go. Um, so we do that on Mondays, and then Friday we do end of the week thing. We bookend it with show and tell. So and we do that at the we do that at four p.m. on Fridays. Four p.m. on Fridays. Yep. Yeah. And we bring the team together, and it's called show and tell, and uh, and it's pretty popular, right? We sit back, people have beer, have whatever, and uh, each person goes around and kind of shows uh, what they actually did that week. Yeah. Especially impactful for, of course, creative people like. Amy and uh, our designers, other designers, and our uh, engineers. Yeah, where, where did this start? Is this something you did before? Yeah, we did show and tell. We did it on a um, monthly basis at at HubSpot, yep. and so we did that as a product team each month. Invited the whole company, and the product team did that. A very different method. We're we're running at a much faster cadence, and so we do it for everyone in the team, and we do it weekly. Did you have rules around that? Yeah, we have lots of rules. Like right? what? Very different. Okay. So uh, today you know, we don't have a ton of rules. We don't have a ton of rules. So we just we like had, show what you're working. Yeah, on. as we grew and where did, remember we we always talk about stages, and yeah. so we were at a very different stage, and we cared about like because we were communicating with people that were outside of outside of the product team, we had to be sure to sit, have rules that said, hey, we're only going to show things that are actually being 
being used by customers, even right. if it's a small subset of customers. Because you didn't want a sales, sales rep running <laughs> at off a 15 person company yeah. hiding in the back of the room being like, I'm going to go sell that. I'm going to go sell that. <laughs> not that sales ever oversells or over yeah. promises anything. Oh, not that they wouldn't go find the engineer who built it after yeah. the meeting and be like, yo, tell me more about that. Exactly. Hook me up. <laughs> Drug deal. Uh, and so we had rules like that. We had rules for how long someone could be up there. We did it by team. We did rotations. We had lots and lots and lots of different rules on it to make it a well-produced event yeah. and very different than our Friday show and tell, which is more laid back and everyone just goes around kind of round robin. Yeah. But I, but I think, you know, I think they, they serve different purposes, different companies. Totally. At, you know, the, the HubSpot example, that's more of like a, sh- that's more like a, an event. It and was, it was an, event. an event. Like yeah, if you said ice event, cream that was and, the right word. And tacos <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. It was a big event. Yeah. Here, I think it's just a way to keep the team close. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even though we've grown to almost 30 people now, like mm-hmm. just. We're we, over 30 people. Yeah, we're all 30 people. We, we just keep it tight and we say, you know, we used to, six months ago, we could each go around and talk about, you know, we could each talk for 10 minutes and talk mm-hmm. about the week. And now it's like you got to pick your one or two things. Yep. Um, but I think it's cool because you don't see everybody. You don't always know what everybody's working on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, to, you know, uh, sit next to it, like T-Run, one of our engineers, I used to sit next to him all the time, talk to him all the time. Don't talk to him as much as, as we've continued to grow. But it's cool because then on Friday I see, oh, he he built this new thing. And here's how it works. And yep. so I get it keeps everybody on the same page, which is it, awesome. Exactly. So we bookend with those two meetings. Yeah. Then what, what other meetings do well, we have? Uh, okay, so in between, you don't really have any formal meetings. Yes. But you recently, I've been noticing you've been on this little, like, charge to, what, what charge? to kill kind? meetings. Yes. And I don't mean... Because they crop up. Yeah, I don't mean kill meetings as, like, we're never having meetings, mm-hmm. right? This isn't, like, no roadmap, no daylight. But, but you've kill been... Kill meetings that just pop up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've been noticing that, like, as we grow, more people have a tendency to want to meet. Yep. And your thing is, like, can you hash that out mm-hmm. without having a meeting? Mm-hmm. And you also have given the company a free pass, basically. Like, if you're in a meeting, and actually, you tell this. Like, if you're in a meeting and it's yep. not, just leave, right? Just leave. So, if you're in a meeting and uh, and you don't ha- you don't need to be in that meeting, you should feel free to leave that meeting and uh, go back to what you're doing. So, yeah. there's no need to feel guilted into going into a meeting. So, yeah. and the reason we're doing this is we're trying to fight inertia, right? We're trying to fight the natural thing that happens, which is meetings start to proliferate. Just like my waistline proliferates, I need to fight it. Uh, that, and, come on, man. The, th- the 32 goal is happening. It's you happening. can't have it's that happening. attitude like yeah, that. Yeah. But I'm fighting yeah, it. Yeah, you're fighting, I'm fighting it. it. It's inertia. It's inertia. That's why so you eat do. all those plants. That's right. Plant-based. <laughs> Hashtag plant-based. Uh, okay, so you're trying to, so trying to fight meetings. But the other, the other couple things that I wrote down, uh, one tool that I love just personally for for our team, and you know, I, th- I think you're a fan of it too. Is fifteen five? Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe explain fifteen five for people that aren't using it. Yeah, fifteen five is. I actually heard the the story of how it came about. I've known the founder David for a long time now. Yeah. Uh, we used it for years now. That tool, and uh, but his co-founder was at a dinner with us in San Francisco. Yeah, Shane. What's up, Shane? What's up, Shane? Uh, and he said. Um, the whole story is it's a it's a thing that came from the founder of Patagonia, who which we all admire a lot. That's I a can't soft spot. Name. That's a yeah, soft yeah. spot for you too. Exactly. I've read <laughs> his book a million times, but I, I don't know if I can pronounce his name, which is Jan Schonard. You know, I it's cannot pronounce good. it. Uh, but anyway, uh, he had this thing where you know he would disappear. He's known for not actually being at Patagonia and hiking and doing all these crazy things. So he would have this idea of like. 15, where he would have these, this thing called 15-5. So like five bullet points, 15 minutes a week. It'd be like a summary that they would come up with 
were what every team was working on, every department was working on. That's how he kept in track in touch with the company. And so 15.5 as a company took that premise and built software around yeah. it. Yeah. So everybody on a team, basically all the 15.5s roll up to a manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then everybody on the team that week at the at Friday gets a reminder Friday morning, say, hey, Phil, you're 15.5. Yeah, yeah. And just you go through it and you, you mark down like how you're feeling on a scale of one to five, uh, zero to five. Yep. You fill out things that just you... Just five questions. Yeah. 15 minutes. Things you accomplished that week, mm-hmm. um, feedback for other people, and you can give other people high fives and everything. Why do you like it? Um, I like it because similar to the way that like show and tell bookends the week, yep. uh, filling out my 15.5 is like a way to end the week, mm-hmm. kind of just ceremoniously. Yep. The problem is I'm super type A, and so like I don't even get to enjoy the satisfaction of filling it <laughs> out because the second I fill it out, I'm like... Oh, now, now I got to make my list for next week. What are the things yep. I'm going to do next week? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like it. And it also just, you know, for the marketing team, like for the people on my team, for example, I like it because we have our one-on-ones. We'll talk about in one second. Mm-hmm. Um, but 15.5 is just like you can express a little bit more feedback or go in depth and you might not always, you know, as much as you want people to share things with you face-to-face in person, sometimes they're just going to be things that you want to, that they're just going to write down. It's going to come in a different form. And so one of the 15, five questions is like, you know, anything you're struggling with. Mm -hmm. And that's been a great opportunity for people to share feedback and you can, you know, and then we can be like, what happens all the time? Like Amy sitting right here is like, you know, Amy might say something, uh, Hey, I have this suggestion. And it always ends up being like, okay, great. Let's talk about this in our one-on-one on on Monday. And so so it leads to that. Um, which talk, which leads to one-on-one. So we don't have a culture of meetings, but you're a big advocate of, of one-on-one of meetings. Yeah. yeah. And so that every, every member of the team have, has a one-on-one meeting, which ideally they're setting the agenda for. And, but that those happen either we, uh, weekly or biweekly. Um, uh, for each person so that they make sure that they're in sync. Yeah, and I think the big thing is that that meeting is for the person. It's not the manager's meeting. I think that is a like this is something that we try to push on. We talked a lot about mm-hmm. is like it's not the meeting to show up and be like, so what do you want to talk about? Yep, that's a fail. Yeah. If there's nothing to talk about, don't don't have the meeting. Cancel mm-hmm. the meeting. You don't mm-hmm. have to have it every week. Yep. Uh, okay, other two, the last two tools before we wrap this one up, uh, Slack, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, which we use daily. I don't think we need to go into how we use Slack. It's, yeah, it's yeah. obvious. Um, it, you know, one funny thing, I was reading an article this morning, which was like, how to deal with Slack overload. It's funny. Man. Yeah. And I, I tweeted the- something this weekend. I was in Vermont and I had no, I had bad internet. And so I was on the computer and I got a ton of writing done because I didn't have Slack. Exactly. So like email overload, the solution was supposed We're to be back. Slack. We're back. <laughs> Slack overload. It's crazy. It's crazy. I think it's just, just discipline. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to answer every, you don't have to res- respond to everything. Yep. Email is interesting to me though. I think email's having a comeback. We're, com- I'm we're trying to it back. push email back. DG has an agenda. Bring email back. I wrote in a wiki post, just hashtag bring email back. Mm-hmm. Because I think there's things that like, because everything is real time today, yep. like we want, hey, uh, hey David, here's this thing. Like, here's here's my feedback. Check it here's out. Here's this link. Check out here's this, this link. link. Check it out. And like that works for a lot of things. Like, oh, here's a link to this thing you might find interesting. Check it mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. But like, if I need your feedback on something, I know you now. Where like the way to get your feedback on that isn't to send you a Slack message in the middle of the day and be like, here's this thing. I need mm-hmm. your feedback. I might tell you a Slack message. I set, might send you a Slack message. Say, hey, FYI, I just emailed you this thing. Mm-hmm. And I that, put it in that's your how, inbox. That's how to tell me that. Uh, 
to actually read my yeah, email. Yeah, go read Since I email. don't read my yeah, email. Well, there's a lot of stuff in there. I've <laughs> seen it. I've seen it. Um, but yeah, I'm just trying to push people to, to rely on email more for things that aren't real time. Not yep. everything needs to be real time. Agreed. And it's harder to give like longer in-depth, you know, thoughtful feedback on mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. via Slack and you just, you know, one off in the middle of the day. Totally. I think if it's an FYI or if it's something that someone uh, people need to sleep on or ponder, ponder on, those things should be outside of Slack. Those things should be an email, right, so that we can spend time on it. And, uh, and let's declutter Slack. Declutter Slack. Yeah. I, that's where we're at today. Yeah, we're overloaded. All right, so let's leave people with a couple, a couple of takeaways. Um, so it's not, it's not really the tactics, but it's basically like we are building a culture around kind of three pillars, and that's no meetings. Yep. Um, transparency. Yes, and showing your work. We didn't talk about showing your work. I love that. Three pillars, the power of threes. Yeah. Talk about show your work for a sec before we wrap up, though. Sure. Show your work is, an, is one of our values uh, where we try to push everyone from day one and continuously to do exactly that, which show your work, yeah. right? Which means it's kind of our version of shipping, yeah. right? Which is more applicable to everyone do else. Do you think that having show your work as a value, though, doesn't that impact from, from top down internal communication? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you need to show your work. And so like we try to err towards instead of like perfecting something off in a corner, show your work or show the progress as you're going along in that work. Because uh, there you can have things that happen, especially if you communicate with people one-on-one where you might have suggestions, people might have suggestions for what you're doing, uh, have ways to improve it, or might even point out like, hey, we we did something just like that that you may have not seen, and here it is, check it out. And so like, there's more opportunity to collaborate and to work together as we share our work. Man. All right. Before you send us off with the call to action, I got to do fan love. All right. Fan love of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one is from C. Andre. He said, he, she, I don't know why I said that. Uh, awesome chemistry, pragmatic topics with a refreshing spin to them. Entertaining and easy listen for management wisdom. Gerhard is a great interviewer and conversationalist. Cancel is a time-tested founder and CEO. Together, they crush it. That's fan love for this week. Thank how many, you. How many stars? Uh, one, two, three, four, five stars. Five stars? 210 wow. five-star reviews now. We're, we only have 90 left. We're, Come on, people. 90 left? I thought the goal was um, 600, 700. Oh, I'm just talking about short-term goals. Oh. <laughs> yeah, short-term, okay. short-term. All right. You All know, right. Trying to be, uh, yeah. show progression for Appreciate people. That. Yeah. That means a lot. Let's get 90 more. Yep. Five-star reviews mm. only. Yep. Not four, not three, not two, not one. We only... 210 five-star reviews. Yeah. Leave your review. Show your love. DG does not get any love during the week. He needs some. Please. And, this uh, is the highlight. I definitely need this some. This is the highlight. I get zero. Subscribe. I'm on negative love right now. So <laughs> hook, me, hook me up with some five-stars. You stars. only get hate these I days. I get hate, which is okay. It's okay. Yeah, if I can't get love, I'll get hate. But uh, let's get five-star reviews out there. Help us blow up. And please hit that subscribe button. Subscribe Peace. to Seeking Wisdom. See ya. All right.